Greetings, Earthlings. Today I'm back with a review of the only non-tube large diaphragm condenser that is available from Telefunken right now. That microphone being the Telefunken TF11 FET. This is part of the Alchemy microphone series. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $895. Yikes, that's a lot of dough. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. For this review, I have the microphone connected directly to the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. The gain is set just at around 115-ish. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. First, the microphone comes in this fake leather cardboard-like storage box. You'll of course get the microphone. You'll also get a nice dust cover to cover the microphone when it's not in the box. You'll get a firm microphone mount, a shock mount, a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a couple of extra rubber bands for the shock mount in case you lose one or one is broken, and a tiny bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, I really have no complaints about this thing. It feels about as good as it should given the price, meaning it feels pretty damn good. All metal body, very firm metal mesh grill, no complaints there. Nothing as you move all around the microphone, very basic mic. On the bottom, you will find the XLR port. And I do want to point out, this is a little bit stumpy compared to their tube offerings in this mic series, like the TF51 and TF47. Yeah, I, I bought the T. I, I did. Don't don't say anything. Don't say anything. And if you're at all concerned, it is hand assembled in the USA. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 37 dB, an impedance of 110 ohms, a self noise of only 4 dBA, a max SPL of 135 dB, and a phantom power requirement of plus 48 volts. Now I am spinning around the TF11 to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's what it sounds like from the rear. Continuing around the microphone to the second 90 degree angle. Here you go. And then we will rotate and end at the front of the microphone. Now let's go ahead and test the plosive rejection on this thing. Sorry, Telefunken. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing. Now I'm about three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here's how the audio is sounding. About one foot away from the microphone. Now we're about two feet away from the microphone and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for the gaming folk out there, now we're typing on them sad W keys. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And yo, here's how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. Now to see how effective the provided shock mount is, I will go ahead and bump my desk to see how much of that it can reject. 
and then I will tap on the boom arm. And now, because I'm incredibly annoying, I am going to tap on the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now we're going to do a very quick comparison between the TF-11 and a couple of other large diaphragm FET condenser microphones on the market so we can see how it stacks up against the competition. Of course, we are going to start on the Telefunken TF-11. We are six inches off. The gain is set at around 115. No post-processing, but check the lower third to see how much I boosted it in post. Let's jump to the first mic and start with that comparison. And first up, we are on one of the most popular home studio microphones, the Audio-Technica AT2020. This goes for about $100. I am six inches off of this thing. The gain is at 115. Nothing has changed. Check the lower third to see how much I boost this compared to the Telefunken. And let's jump back to the TF-11. We are back on the Telefunken TF-11. Nothing has changed. Same gain setting, same distance, same boosting and post. Let's jump to another mic and do that comparison now. Now we are on one of my all-time favorite microphones, the Rode NT1. This mic goes for around $270, six inches off, gain still at the exact same level, did I say 270 bucks? And here is how this mic compares to the Telefunken TF11. FET condenser versus FET condenser, large diaphragm versus large diaphragm. Let's do some more comparisons. Just so you can get a good idea of the microphone we're doing all of this for, this is the Telefunken TF-11 again. Listen to how it sounds on my voice. Pay attention to the top end, the mids, and the lows. Let's jump to another microphone so you can hear how it compares against that. All right, we're jumping up in price quite a bit. Now we are on the Neumann TLM-102. This goes for around $700 compared to the 250 of the Rode NT1. I am six inches off. The gain is still set at 115. Check the lower third. And this is a large diaphragm FET condenser microphone. Here is how it sounds on my voice. About $100 cheaper than the TF-11. Let's jump back to the TF-11 and do a couple more comparisons. Again, we're back on the Telefunken TF-11. As a reminder, this is a large diaphragm FET condenser mic, $895, only a cardioid polar pattern, and let's jump to the next mic. Now we are on the Mojave MA201 FET. If you couldn't tell by the model number, this is another FET condenser microphone. All of these are, and I am six inches off, gain at 115. Listen to how this sounds on my voice compared to the Telefunken. Do you think the Telefunken sounds $95 better or however much more it is? Let's jump back to the Telefunken and do some more comparisons because we're not done yet. Okay, we are back on the Telefunken TF-11 again. Nothing has changed still. Same distance, same gain setting, same boosting and post. But check the lower third and... Just listen to how this sounds on my voice, the character of the microphone, and let's jump to a couple of other mics. Maybe this is the last one. I don't know. Next, we are on the Shure KSM44A. This is a multi-pattern condenser microphone. I am just on the cardioid mode. No switches, no high pass, no pads, no nothing. Six inches off, gain at 115. Check out how this sounds. This goes for about $1,000. 
if I'm not mistaken, thousand bucks for this one, and the Telefunken is eight hundred and ninety-five dollars. So about a hundred bucks more expensive for this. Here's how it sounds. Let's jump back to the Telefunken and do two more comparisons. I think two more. And for good measure, here we are back on the Telefunken TF11 again, so you can hear how this sounds on my voice before we jump to another mic and let you hear how I sound on that as well to give you some context for how this sits in the market. Okay, now we are on the Ret and Link microphone, or that is what I call it. I am sure this has been used on famous recordings and people love it for other reasons. I learned about it from Ret and Link. This is the Blue Mouse this goes for 1250 bucks. I am six inches off, gain of 115. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. And here is what Blue's offering that is a FET condenser, cardioid only. Here's how it sounds. Get a good feel for it. And let's jump back to the Telefunken and do one more comparison. Let's do that right now. Right now, right now. All righty, boys. We're back on the Telefunken TF11 again, and for the sake of doing what we're doing, here is how this microphone sounds. Listen to it, understand it, get a feel for it, and let's jump to another microphone so you can hear how it compares to that. I think this may be the last one. And last up, we are on the Neumann U87AI. This is a multi-pattern condenser microphone, one of the most famous or prominent voiceover mics. 32 to $3,600, depending on the kit that you get. Cardioid mode, no high-pass filter, no pad, no nothing. I did decrease my gain to 12 o'clock because this has such a hot output. But here is what $3,600 gets you compared to $895. Do you think that that extra $2,700 is worth it going from the Telefunken TF11 to the Neumann U87AI. Are you getting something special on the U87AI or do you prefer the TF11? On that note, which of these microphones did you like the best? Did you like the U87, the TF11, the KSM44A, MA201 FET, Blue Mouse, TLM102, AT2020, Rode NT1? Let me know comments down below. Now let's do the music test. Music test time, yahoo! I'm losing my damn mind. I am losing my mind here. Let's do it. I play the same four chords every week Cause I don't have much time that I can think So I rely on simple chords and melodies Won't you forgive the lack of dissimilarities Won't you please 
Now I know it may get redundant. I know it may get repetitive. You may not like it, but I'm not going to write a masterpiece every single week. That's an impossibility. And for the sake of argument, let's just say it's so the comparisons are easier. Same chords, same melody makes it easier to compare week to week. Thanks, champ. Appreciate you. All right, I have no idea what to say here, so let's just jump into the pros and cons. And first up, in terms of pros, the off-axis coloration on this thing was outstanding. So if you're in more of a reverberant room and you have sound making it into the mic from the sides or the rear, it's still going to sound great. That's not going to affect the sound of your recording negatively. Also, the 4dBA self-noise is incredible. That will not cause you any problems whatsoever. As far as the accessories, I love the fact that they include the shock mount as well as a regular mount. That makes different micings a lot easier. And for me, I think it is quite a big pro that the microphone is at least hand assembled in the USA. Then as far as the cons, the main thing that stuck out to me was that the top end of the microphone doesn't come across as very smooth sounding. And at this price point, that's something that I would prefer to hear. Now let's talk about my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone. And first up on the electric guitar, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It had a very punchy and controlled lows and low mid section. It wasn't a very mid forward sound. If that's what you're looking for, you're gonna have to look elsewhere. But then the top end was so crisp and clear. Even when I got to the upper end of the guitar, it didn't become fatiguing or piercing all around a great electric guitar sound. Next up on the acoustic guitar, I think that was my favorite application for this microphone. The top end does come across a bit dominant, so if you're really digging into the strings and playing a bit bratty and aggressive, it can be a little bit unpleasant. But if you play a little bit more calmly, I think it offers a great and shimmery and open top end. The lows and low mids are nice and they provide a bit of warmth and body to it. And it's not overly cut. It's not overly forward in the mids. I thought on the acoustic it sounded excellent. Next up for singing, you get a fairly robust lows and low midsection. The mids were nice, they weren't overly cut, and they also weren't overly nasally. You didn't get any of that kind of sound, which is always a nice thing. Then the top end is very precise and detailed and articulate, but I don't hear it as being overly smooth which is something that I do prefer in my, in my singing microphones, but overall for singing, I do still think it's very usable. And lastly, for spoken word, I hear an ever so slight V-shape. It is definitely more focused in the top end, but, do you, but you do also get a little bit of a more prominent low end, and the mids aren't accentuated, they aren't cut, but also in the top end, you don't really get that smooth and soft sound that I really think is a benefit for long form spoken word content. So for spoken word content, it wasn't one of my favorites and probably wouldn't be one of my first picks. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Telefunken TF11, Telefunken's only large diaphragm FET condenser microphone offering? 
What a shocker, both yes and no. We'll start with the no. As I just mentioned, for spoken word, I am not the biggest fan of this microphone. At $900, I would prefer to have a much smoother and softer top end. I think for long form content, it may get to be a little bit grating for spoken word. So I think there are better options. In the microphone comparisons from the TLM 102 upwards, I think that I preferred the microphone I was comparing it against to this for spoken word in every instance. So for spoken word at 900 bucks, I don't think I would recommend it. But on the other hand, for music, I think that's where this microphone really shines. On the electric guitar, I really enjoyed it. It gave you a great sound overall. The acoustic guitar is where it really stood out to me. The open and airy top end and the full low end really worked well on the instrument. For singing, again, not my favorite, but I think once you throw on a high-pass filter and throw on a compressor, you're going to get a great and very modern sound, a very clear and concise sound. Not as smooth, not as warm as a tube or a ribbon, but still something very workable. The off-axis coloration, another really big benefit for this mic. So if you're looking for this kind of sound in a cardioid FET condenser microphone for your studio, I think it's a pretty great offering. All right, I think that's going to wrap up for today. I got nothing else. Let me know in the comments down below, tippity typey away, which mic was your favorite? Did you like the TF11, TLM102, U87AI? Which one was your favorite? If you found the video fun, interesting, or helpful, thumbs up. Hated it, thumbs down. And big thank you to the members of this channel. $5 members and higher over here. Without them, these videos wouldn't be possible. Subscribe, do all that stuff. Bye.